Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. So it's getting to be the lazy, hazy days of summer here in Maine. But that doesn't mean that technology development is taking a vacation. Far from it. So today, let's look at a couple of things coming down the digital pipeline that will have an effect on our lives in the not-too-distant future so that we can be a little better prepared when they do show up. That's not exactly an attitude that seems very common, or even exists at all, in our Congress. Back in 1972, Congress established the Office of Technology Assessment to get people with actual technical expertise to look at technology issues and advise Congress on policies that Congress was considering. In many ways, it was an analog to the Congressional Budget Office, which exists to do the same thing for Congress on financial matters. In 1995, the Contract with America Bunch took over the House, and in the spirit of, we don't need no stinking science experts, refused to fund that technical agency. The agency still exists under law, it's just that Congress hasn't funded it for over 20 years, and Congress just refused to do so again. What would the cost be? Well, less than a wing, probably less than a landing gear on a fighter plane. Now, it is possible that Congress thinks it has enough technical expertise among its members, but listening to discussions or hearings on the House floor doesn't give much credence to that view. In May of 2018, for example, in a congressional hearing that involved a number of tech experts testifying on how important quantum computing is going to be in the very near future, One of the congresspersons listening to the testimony, Representative Adam Kinzinger from Illinois, in what some considered a rare moment of honesty in the House, said to one of the experts testifying, quote, I understand about 50% of the things that you say, end quote. That's not really a surprise, since computer and digital technology can be complicated, and since Representative Kinzinger like 432 of his 435 House colleagues, has no degree in computer technology. Nonetheless, a majority of those representatives could not bring themselves to dedicate $2.5 million, which is essentially a rounding error in the amount of money they're contemplating spending for a border wall, to become a bit better informed about technology which might be a good idea since over half the bills that Congress considers these days have a great deal to do with technology. Sad, perhaps, but we fortunately don't have to follow the example of the technically know-nothing house. So let's look at a few technical things we're all going to be thinking about an awful lot in the coming months and years. We've all heard, for example, about the rapid development of self-driving cars and trucks and how, when they become common in a few years, many millions of people who make their livings driving trucks, driving cabs, delivering pizzas, and so forth, are going to have to find a new line of work. It doesn't look like they'll be finding that new kind of work at retail establishments. We've heard recently, for example, about Amazon Go, the convenience store that opened in Seattle not too long ago, with two more slated to open in Chicago and San Francisco soon. In those stores, you put the Amazon Go app on your smartphone, scan it as you walk into the store, and then all you have to do is look around, pick up what you want, and walk out. 
The items that you buy are recorded as you leave and the cost is withdrawn from your debit or credit card account. No lines and no cashiers or salespeople either. Now, three small convenience stores are not a big deal in terms of overall employment. But now there's word that Microsoft is working on technology to do something similar, but far more complicated and precise for large stores such as Walmart. The technology will allow the store to keep track of everything, not only that customer actually walks out of the store with, but even what they've picked up to look at and then put back on the shelf. Needless to say, there will be a whole lot of sales clerks and cashiers seeking other work, just as there will be former cabbies and delivery drivers. Manufacturing workers have already seen this happen in their former workplaces, and despite the blather from Washington, those jobs are not coming back because they didn't leave to go anywhere. They simply ceased to exist. In the case of these new technologies in retail, when they're deployed, not only are workers going to find themselves without work, all of us who shop in these new high-tech stores are going to discover that retailers know pretty much everything about us that has to do with what we buy or even look at and not buy. Some people find this coming possibility kind of spooky. And while we're on kind of spooky, the Department of Homeland Security is expanding the existing IDENT system which holds biometric information on over 240 million people. The new system will be able to hold biometric information on 500 million people and support a half a million daily transactions. Recall that the entire population of the United States is currently about 325 million. This new database will not only hold fingerprints, but also iris scans and facial recognition data. This huge database of personal identity information is called Homeland Advanced Recognition Technology, or somewhat ironically, HART, though the E is missing. The scope of this technology is enormous and will require an episode of the electronic cottage all its own to grasp the implications for our lives and for those of our children. And we'll look into some of those implications in greater detail right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.